Hello, I'm Lydia, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Creepy Tech Podcast. This week, we are going to do a deep dive into DNA hacking, CRISPR, how it's done, and how it'll change our perception of reality and how we behave as human beings. I've been thinking about this topic and researching for quite some time now. And considering that CRISPR human trials just became approved in the United States, this felt like the right time. So, let's jump right in. One of my favorite movies of all time is Gattaca, which is a sci-fi drama thriller starring Ethan Hawke, and it was made in 1997. The plot of the movie, as written in IMDb, is as follows. In the not-too-distant future, a less-than-perfect man wants to travel to the stars. Society has categorized Vincent Freeman as less-than-suitable given his genetic makeup, and he has become one of the underclass of humans that are only useful for menial jobs. To move ahead, he assumes the identity of Jerome Murrow, a perfect genetic specimen who is a paraplegic as a result of a car accident. With professional advice, Vincent learns to deceive DNA and urine sample testing. Just when he is finally scheduled for a space mission, his program director is killed and the police begin an investigation, jeopardizing his secret. Now, Gattaca shows a world where gene editing has become the norm separating those who are genetically superior from those who are not genetically enhanced. If you've never watched Gattaca or heard of CRISPR DNA hacking, let me break it down real quick. CRISPR is an acronym for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Short Palindromic Repeats, a set of DNA sequences found within genomes or organisms like bacteria and archaea. These short sequences are taken from small DNA fragments or sections of viruses that once infected the bacteria. Scientists use these sequences to detect and destroy DNA from similar bacteria that infect people or animals. You may have also heard of CRISPR-Cas9, and this is basically an enzyme that uses the CRISPR sequences. So, from that description, we can move forward with the idea that the intention behind CRISPR is for scientists to develop a way to detect certain sections of DNA and be able to change the DNA to remove any harmful parts, then ideally replace the section with an enhancement that would make the DNA better in some way. This all sounds amazing, and the whole CRISPR, the long form of it, is quite a mouthful, but the possible uses of CRISPR are actually pretty incredible. But at the same time, the ways that it could be used are kind of creepy, in my opinion. Okay, so a quick history of CRISPR. Um, it was first described in 1987 by researcher Yoshizumi Ishino at Osaka University while studying E. coli. In 1993, researchers in the Netherlands published two articles about their use of CRISPR-like technology. And by 2002, more and more universities and researchers worldwide were conducting research focused on CRISPR and the possible applications. But it wasn't until... A Chinese scientist used CRISPR technology in a way that created a worldwide controversy. An article on sciencemag.org covered the moment. Quote, on the eve of an international summit on genome editing, a Chinese researcher has shocked many by claiming to have altered the genomes of twin baby girls born this month in a way that will pass the modification on to future generations. The alteration is intended to make the children's cells resistant to the infection of HIV. The scientists, 
of Southern University of Science and Technology in Shenzhen, China. Now, um, after this happened, millions of people realized that a new frontier was fast approaching, and this also raised some pretty serious ethical questions. So the scientist He claimed that he altered the embryos of seven couples during fertility treatments. In each of the seven cases, the father was HIV positive while the mothers were all HIV negative. His goal was to introduce a genetic variation that would make it difficult for HIV to infect the children. He did this by using CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing techniques. And you may be wondering what the problem really is in this situation. That sounds like a great way to use the CRISPR technology, right? Well, um, due to the lack of research into the consequences of genetically altering embryos, nobody really knows what could happen to these children in the future. By using CRISPR, he made it so that the changes he made would now be hereditary, meaning that once these children were born and they matured. They would be passing along these genes that were never really part of their genetic makeup before the alteration, and since this has never been done before, no one truly knows how the DNA would change as the children grew, or how it would show up two or three generations down the line. And we don't know whether these changes would make the children more susceptible to other diseases or infections in the future. DNA is extremely complicated, and scientists are still discovering new interactions that contribute to all aspects of our health. It is generally impossible to accurately predict how many other things one small change can affect. Additionally, scientists began questioning whether the gene editing was even necessary, considering that the fathers wouldn't have even infected the children with the HIV, and. There are currently a multitude of ways to prevent being infected that are more accessible and pose less of a lifelong risk. In that same article, Julianne Savalescu, an ethicist at the University of Oxford in the United Kingdom, said in a statement released by the UK Science Media Centre, "Quote: This experiment poses healthy normal children to risks of gene editing for no real necessary benefit." Unquote. So what happens if 20 years from now these children begin having diseases that we don't have treatments for? The problem with the experiment that he did, he actually genetically modified those embryos and then went ahead with implanting them into actual mothers. And as a result, he created the first designer babies born to mankind. Additionally, he did the experiment without notifying anyone. We aren't even sure if he received the consent of the parents to proceed. After the outrage caused by his research, other scientists who may have assisted came under fire. Three Stanford faculty members who may have assisted him with his research were investigated for violating government bans, committing fraud, and acting in a manner to pursue fame and gain. Stanford eventually found no evidence against the three and cleared the names just this month. April of 2019. In 2018, when this story came out, gene editing was allowed in the United States under very strict guidelines. The embryos were required to be immediately destroyed within a few days of the genetic editing. But situations like these closely mirror the movie Gattaca. It makes us ask us the very question of what does the future look like for us? One of my biggest worries is how designer babies will shift our reality. Particularly when it comes to the separation between those who can afford this technology and those who can't, the movie explores how civilization changes to allow more privilege and opportunity to those who are genetically enhanced. 
while criminalizing and discriminating against individuals who are considered inferior. We already have this problem in the world. There's discrimination based on ability, race, gender, class, and so many other things. Do we really want to add to the divide by designing humans who are actually genetically superior? In my opinion, having scientific data that proves an individual is more capable than another because their parents were able to create them with specific traits like more muscle mass or better looking or even changing their intellect would be detrimental to the tribe that we are working so hard to create. And it makes me wonder, for those who can't afford to pay for a designer baby, would the right to having a normal child be taken away? And for those who don't want to genetically modify their offspring, would they be punished by the laws in the future? Would not modifying their children be classified as a form of neglect? Additionally, would the children have lower paying jobs or less opportunities and resources simply because their parents chose not to genetically modify them? Just by looking at the state of our nation currently, it's highly likely that the answers to some or even all of these questions would be a resounding yes in the future if we remain on this trajectory. Now, another consequence that I'm particularly concerned about is the ability for biomedical warfare developed for use against individuals. Once designer babies becomes a thing, it will be easier for terrorists to create diseases or infections that target either people who have been genetically modified or those that lack the enhancements. This could result in wars where biomedical terrorism is used for the genocides of large groups of people. And I'm not the only one who is concerned about this. In 2016, Bill Gates remarked that, quote, the next epidemic could originate on the computer screen of a terrorist intent on using genetic engineering to create a synthetic version of the smallpox virus, unquote. And in July 2017, John Sotos of Intel Health and Life Sciences stated that the gene editing research could, quote, open up the potential for bioweapons of unimaginable destructive potential, unquote. And this makes sense. When designing anything, whether it's software or a person, humans are prone to make mistakes. These mistakes create loopholes for hackers. And in the case of human life, the creation of new diseases and infections that sneak by these loopholes will be catastrophic to say the least. And while there are thousands of reasons to be concerned about genetically modifying humans, there are just as many reasons for us to be excited about this. Quite recently, human trials for CRISPR use have been approved in the United States. While these trials are not changing embryos and actually implanting them, the nine total trials are trying to find ways to cure existing diseases in human beings. Scientists are using CRISPR to find ways to cure things like sickle cell, um, lung disease, and even improving early detection of ovarian cancer. And these are all things that require thinking out of the box to get us to a cure and all have a significant benefit to humankind. We can now begin picturing a world where we no longer have to lose loved ones to cancer or suffer years of lupus treatments. CRISPR may make it possible for us to have longer, healthier lives. But as usual, the regulations that surround CRISPR and any future uses of the technology will have to be carefully crafted. 
I believe that ethical guidelines and governing bodies will need to be created to lead us into this new frontier. Now, this was a super short episode, but I'm wondering what you all think about CRISPR. Um, You can find me on IG at tech underscore creepy or on Twitter at tech creepy. I'd like to know what you think about CRISPR, and uh, my question to you would be, would you have a designer baby if you could? That's all I have for you this week, and I really hope that you found this interesting. Uh, You can find all of the links for my research on elshampole.com, and if you have a moment, please head over to the iTunes podcasting app and rate, review, and subscribe. I would really appreciate it. Thank you all, and see you next Tuesday for another deep dive. Podcast. 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 Podcast.